0: Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Sydney Volpe and in the house today. Actually, I should have opened this up with House of Horrors. I was going to say <laughs> Ooh, spooky house Ooh, of dun, horrors. Dun, dun, dun. Uh yes. This is a brand new series that we are launching on the House of Cinema podcast that will be spoilers for patrons only however this episode episode zero is for everybody it's like a uh teaser of the series and a way to you know nudge you a little bit to go check out the patreon and check out this series that is dubbed house of horrors where sydney and i will discuss everything horror related um sydney how do you feel about horror
1: Yes, I am so excited for this series, just knowing how passionate you and I both are about horror. Like, if horror has no fans, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I love horror. I am excited to talk to with you in this episode about like our background in horror, why we're so into it. Um And I hope other people are going to get excited about this because I know so many horror super fans and I'm excited to also have an outlet like all the time to talk about horror because it's not always horror season. We're not always getting a lot of horror movies coming out, but this way we can learn, watch some movies that we haven't seen before and just talk about it.
0: Exactly. I think that's the the big thing is that it does feel like horror takes a backseat when it's not September, October, November and i get it you know this you know it's summer or like you know winter and people aren't really thinking about horror but i'm still thinking about horror and i think you're still thinking about horror and i think there's a lot of people out there who are like we still want good horror year round and i think this is a great way to for us to continue to explore the genre and just watch horror movies all year instead of just october and november um so this episode, like you said, is a, our intro to the series, but also our backgrounds in the genre and what we love about the genre, what we don't like about the genre, and just kind of like a intro to the series. So I guess the best way to kick it off is for us to give a horror history, our background. Have you, Sydney, always been a fan of horror? If not, when did it start for you?
1: Um, yes, I'd say in a way I was always a fan of horror in the way that I started watching horror really, really young. But when I was young, I was not a fan because I did not sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, like my mom is a Stephen King fanatic. Like I was watching the It miniseries, like the TV miniseries when I was like six years old. Oh, Lord. So I feel like it's just like ingrained in like who I am, like that very particular like Stephen King tone of horror mm-hmm. um that probably had the most to do with you know what shaped my taste and so as i got older and got to like explore the genre more just because i had that history with it i had like this deep love for it um from the beginning so yeah i'd say i was always a fan of horror and and i think i've gotten back into it in a big way uh-huh. as i've become more involved with film in general but how about you i don't really know
0: your your history i feel like i don't have uh if my history isn't like weird or anything i feel like most people i don't i'm not saying you're weird because you loved horror from the beginning <laughs> but i feel like i watched horror very young maybe nine ten years old hated it absolutely hated it scared wow. scared the shit out of me i i would I, we're gonna get to in a second, but there are certain movies I watched and like it was so scared I like I couldn't sleep. I would cry. My mom hated it <laughs> because I would have to sleep in her bed because I was so scared. Um, took me a while to get to a point where I thought horror was important to me, or like where horror felt like it was greater than just this this shtick that would make you scared, or like it was it, right. it had more depth to it than I realized. And it took me a while to get there. I would say. I don't know, maybe like in my late teens, I started to really love horror because I feel like in my early teens, horror at that point was something I watched with friends, which was a great outlet to like have fun with friends, but it wasn't something I was mm-hmm. taking really seriously. And I don't think I took it seriously until like my late teens, early twenties. Then I was like, oh, horror is, horror is awesome. It could be like so many different things. It can explore so many different types of themes that other genres are unable to, or just explore them in different ways uh yeah so it took me a while to get into horror and like in a big way i don't know okay do you think why do you think horror fans are so passionate because i think you could argue that of every genre horror fans are easily the most passionate about the genre like you don't meet drama fans or like biopic fans uh maybe comedy fans but they're (laughs) like the fandoms don't really exist like they exist for horror why do you think that is? Or do you even agree with yeah. that?
1: Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. I was actually thinking this exact thing earlier. I was like, huh, do we get this this kind of community for like, oh, I love a good drama? Like, not really. Not really,
0: and, no. Like there's no there's Fangoria the magazine, but there's no like drama Doria magazine or like crying Doria. I don't should know. Should we start that? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll email I don't know. Fangoria it's... and get a offshoot. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I think, I mean, horror for me at the very least is tied as my favorite genre. Sci-fi and action are there, but there is like something about horror. And I know that like horror is really special in the way that it's been um, an outlet for like the queer community. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a thing where you can get to this like really insane level of catharsis. And I think... It's very provocative. Like people like being scared. Yeah. And it is it explores things that, like you said, other genres like can't explore or that filmmakers are afraid to explore. It's kind of this playground where filmmakers can just go there. And I think, you know, that's what people like to see because you feel seen and you feel uh kind of like stimulated by that.
0: Wow. Did you look that up? That was pretty good. That was uh No, impressive. that was I didn't even think about that before. So very, very eloquent. Nice <laughs> job. I agree with everything you said. I think that the feeling of being scared is such a raw emotion and such an emotion that not many people feel while watching, you know, media. Yeah. And I'm not saying being scared is fun, but you know, in the right context and in the right setting, it is kind of fun. And I feel like there's very few genres of films that can really make you that emotional. Like there are the dramas that make you cry, the comedies make you laugh, Uh, but I cry and laugh all the time. Uh, (laughs) Being scared is like such a rare emotion for me that it's fun sometimes to have that be exploited through a movie.
1: Yeah, and I'd say also, though, that we do not often feel like we're scared, but I feel like people have so many subconscious fears that we don't really understand, and to see that in a horror movie can be, like, a really awesome feeling.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, I think the important thing about being a horror fan—actually, I think this is important about being a movie fan in general—is admitting when you haven't seen something— Uh, especially in horror there's so many iconic horror movies so for the sake of transparency and for you know telling the audience that we're not perfect movie watchers or (laughs) horror movie watchers let's go through some of the iconic horror movies you haven't seen or i haven't seen we haven't seen i wrote down like 10 movies i'm gonna gonna run through them are you ready yeah nosferatu never seen it
1: me either. Should I say if I've seen it? Yeah,
0: you should say if you've seen it.
1: Okay, I have not seen. I also because I also had no spratu. I have not seen that.
0: The Omen. I have not seen that. Neither. I them.
1: have seen that.
0: The original or remake?
1: I think the what year was the original? Do you know?
0: Probably like the sixties or fifties.
1: Okay, I've seen the remake. Okay. When I was little.
0: Uh, The Wicker Man, the original and the remake, I haven't seen.
1: No, and I put that down as well. Yeah,
0: I know the Wicker Man's like made fun of the remakes, made fun of a lot because of Nicolas Cage. Okay but i want to watch it obviously for iconic reasons me too uh i've seen american werewolf in london in parts i've only seen the the, the famous scenes i haven't seen the whole movie
1: okay oh, that's cheating joe
0: i know i i mean <laughs> it's just one of those things like when i was younger like youtube movie scenes and like yeah. then the youtube World rabbit hole takes you places and so i've yeah. seen like scenes from american Werewolf in london um,
1: that movie i have seen i'm staring at the poster on my wall right now um love that movie you gotta watch it you're you're gonna love it
0: i have a feeling i will i'm a big body it's horror so fan good. so and i like the yeah. practical stuff uh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know why i wrote this movie down as iconic horror movies <laughs> to do this list i was googling like horror movies everybody needs to watch and like just like going <laughs> through them to find out which ones i haven't seen one of them had Happy Death Day on it. I was like, "Oh, I've seen that," but I haven't seen the sequel. I don't. That's not really iconic. Happy
1: Death Day to you.
0: I have not seen that. Have you?
1: I've not. I've seen parts of the first one. Oh. That's the that's the parts one for me. First one's <laughs> is that that? really iconic. <laughs> it's not.
0: It is not. People like it. People like it for sure. People, people love time loop shit. They love time loops and they love horror. So, they, like, put those two together. True. People love that stuff. Uh, I've only seen wrong. the first one. I liked it second one i have no idea what that's even about so um uh, nope um the texas chainsaw massacre remake i have not seen uh with jessica beale not seen that Oh, the
1: remake see i did get a peek at your list and you put a lot of slasher sequels yes and remakes yes so oh, i'm gonna take a big fat l on those you too that's my biggest horror blind spot is Slashers.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah. the TCM remake in like the 2000s with Jessica Biel, people love that remake. Some people are okay. out there. I mean, horror fans get can get pretty crazy with their hot takes, but there's a lot of people who are like, <laughs> the TCM remake is better than the original. I can't attest to that because I haven't seen it. Um, but people love the TCM remake. Now, the, all the offshoot sequels like Leatherface and like all these other random sequels, I have not seen either. And that kind of bleeds into the next few Friday 13th. I've seen like the first one, the second one, the New York one and the space one. Um, What?
1: (laughs) What is this fast and furious?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, there's like, there's like Um, like 10 of them, at least 11 of them.
1: I think I've not seen any of those ones. Yeah.
0: What? Not even the first one.
1: Um, no, unless maybe I watched it when I was really young.
0: Interesting. Okay. See, see, this is a safe space, by the way, no judgment. If you haven't seen these movies, i'm not judging people can
1: judge me like slashers i didn't start catching up on and i like i told you like i was very my childhood was very stephen king like i never really watched slashers so that was kind of my like adult Mm. awakening it was i was like oh my gosh i've like not seen any of these slasher franchises so like i did scream i did nightmare on elm street um so i hope maybe we'll do a slasher episode or something but i want to i want to catch up on those there's just so many that
0: we would probably have to dedicate episodes to the franchise themselves
1: okay Okay. Like, we'll
0: have to have to do a Nightmare in Elm Street episode. We'll do all of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, but yeah, so like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those movies. I've seen like here and there a sequel here and there, not all of them. Okay. Uh, Child Play, same thing. I've seen Child Play One, Three, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and that's it. And there's, but there's like four more, I think.
1: Yeah, there's so many Chucky movies.
0: Poltergeist, the original. I've seen. I've probably seen all the big scenes. I don't think I've ever sat down from minute one to minute <laughs> ending to and finish it though.
1: I have seen the poltergeist. It's scary. Or just poltergeist. It's just poltergeist. I I um, watched
0: the clown scene when I was a kid and refused to watch it ever again. I was like, I'm not gonna watch scary, this
1: movie. It is scary, but it is so good.
0: Okay, I would rewatch it. Too. Well, I plan on watching it for this series, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That kind of stuff scares me. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> Jacob's ladder never seen that movie. Not seen that. And in the classics, the mummy, Frankenstein, creature of the black lagoon, uh, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, all like the the universal monsters that are really famous. Never seen any of those.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you. I did w- I did watch Creature from the Black Lagoon today. I watched that like a couple hours ago.
0: How'd you feel about it?
1: And it was so good. It was so good. Do you um, think that I love one older Would be a good read. What? Isn't
0: isn't The Shape of Water like kind of? That's the like original. Uh, the story Spiritual goes. <laughs> the legend goes that it was intended to be a remake of Creature Black Goon, and then GDT is like just made it his own thing.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, um, no, I think it kind of works as like this very simplified like blueprint uh, B movie. Okay. I don't know. I, it, horror movie remakes are traumatizing. There's like so many <laughs> so, so many many bad, bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> there are also many good ones, though. There are a
0: couple of good ones. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we should do a yeah. whole episode on remakes. Remakes. Do we have that written down? Ooh. No.
1: Ooh. I'll add it to the list because that's, a great, that's idea, a great idea, actually.
0: Wow, look at all these great ideas <laughs> you guys could potentially hear by subscribing to Patreon. <laughs> and vote for. And, and potentially. For. This is true. Um, so those are like the ones I jotted down. What do you have down that I didn't mention?
1: Um... Honestly, you covered a lot. Like with the creature flicks, like I had the Wolfman. Mm, yeah. I had a, a Girl Walks Home Alone at night. Oh, that's a good one. I think you'd like that one. Um, I had like Slither –
0: There are a a lot of,
1: uh, oh, Doctor Sleep, I've not seen. That's like a huge one.
0: It is a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, so my big thing is that I just read The Shining, and I've been waiting to rewatch The Shining, and then I'm going to watch Doctor Sleep.
0: Ooh, I have a, Um, I I, I just thought of a horror hot take right now. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, okay. Save it for later. I'll save it for
0: later. Save it for later. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: Okay. I have a, ready or not?
0: You have or have not seen
1: I have not seen.
0: Interesting. I think a lot of people so, might be shocked by that.
1: Yeah, probably. I've seen the end. That's my. <laughs> we're so bad. <laughs> like <laughs> this, Yeah, like, I've actually this seen natural, the middle though. 15 minutes. <laughs> I think like yeah. we're
0: living in this age of social media. Like, how often do you scroll on TikTok and Instagram and like see random ass scenes of movies, straight
1: up clips? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it is a problem right now. As I scroll through TikTok, I I've seen a lot of movie clips for Remember the Titans for some reason. Um, (laughs) you know the algorithm i watched one remember the titans clip and now the algorithm just spits me out the the whole fucking movie basically (laughs) Um.
1: it's okay it'll be gone completely (laughs) soon
0: i hope not (laughs) um okay ready or not anything else
1: i had uh i just put giallo as like a whole thing
0: Ooh. okay okay okay
1: there are a lot of haven't seen that i don't know if they're all considered like horror but a lot of
0: them are i think a lot of them are
1: Big blind spot for me, but that was kind of it. Other besides, like the ones
0: that you also listed. Cool. Okay. See, we're we haven't seen some, but we've seen a lot. We're still very qualified for this. Uh, for this, po- this podcast in this series, let's uh, move to another question that I was excited to ask you: a horror movie that truly terrified you as a kid.
1: Yes, this is exciting. I I'm so serious. Like there were years that I feel like I didn't sleep. Like it was like. <laughs> you know, you can't have your feet sticking out, but you're so hot under the covers. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> wow, what,
0: what, what's an imagery? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, um, I mentioned the It miniseries. That was bad. And like, I started rewatching that today and- I can't say it's incredible, but definitely there's a lot of imagery in that movie with like the blood coming out of the sink oh, and like yeah. it in the, it in the in drain, the drain oh. like the sewer drain. Hate it. That Tim Curry haunted my nightmares for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: the Ring remake. Wow. That is a, it's a remake. I yeah. mean,
0: it is technically a remake. There might be a whole episode dedicated to adaptations of international movies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it is a, a lot of them are to, suck.
0: You know, technically speaking, yeah. But the Ring remake is um,
1: good. Yeah, it's really good. I watched that one when I was really little. Also, that one—the her crawling out of the TV—forget it. Even to this day, that movie <laughs> <laughs> it creeps me out. Okay. And also the Grudge. I watched the Grudge, Ooh, which like is kind grudge. of in in that in that category as well. And. We have not really, even getting ready for this, discussed M. Night Shyamalan in the horror category, but The Sixth Sense creeped me out as a kid. Okay.
0: That's a good one, too. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I feel like that's the most horror that he gets, but those those are the four that kind of come to mind.
0: Sixth Sense is the most horror he gets. I think Signs is the only other movie that really toes that line of horror. Yeah,
1: The Village, kind of, at least was marketed that way, but-
0: yeah, but then you watch it really and you realize movie. it's like not a horror movie. It's like a romance. It's a romance movie. Yeah. Which is still um, really good. I rewatched it after we had our discussion. I really liked it.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good.
0: But what were yours? Okay. The big one. The big one for me it was Night of the Living Dead. Okay. I watched it Halloween night when I was 11 years old. I was with my family friend. Uh, okay, basically my friend and he was a year older than i was and so you know how that goes when you're when you hang out somebody a little bit older than you 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 kind of like look up to them you want to be cool like them like yeah. everything they do is cool turns nice. out in real life he, he's a nice guy but i was i was cooler i think at some point anyways oh
1: hope he's not listening i hope he's not listening <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's cool he's cool he's cool um halloween night we uh, went trick or treating it was fun and he wanted to stay up and watch scary movies You know, he was older and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I hadn't really, not really dabbled in scary movies. I mean, the scariest thing I'd seen at that point was um, the baby spider head from Toy Story. Like, that was scary to me. (laughs) But other than that, like, that was the furthest reaches of horror that's been exposed to me. Wow. We watched the ending of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And because we watched, like, the last half, I didn't really know what was going on. didn't scare me. Right. We started Night of the Living Dead uh because at this point in in history this is like 19 no, it's like 2000 ish um cable is still a big thing so we didn't have a choice so night living dead is playing and it starts off if you've, you've seen it right
1: yeah i actually just watched it like
0: what is it yesterday i watched it this week oh very recently then yeah so uh, it starts off you know zombies uh they're gonna get you barbara and like <laughs> did not like that scary as fuck hated that and basically watch the whole thing uh, like under a blanket until it gets to the scene, which spoilers, if you haven't seen fucking Tide Living Dead, it's been, <laughs> been 80 years. <laughs> um, there's a scene where one of the family's daughters turns into a zombie and then she takes like a hand shovel and stabs her dad. Uh, during that scene, done. I started sobbing, wow. sobbing. Because oh I was so Oh my gosh, so that's so embarrassing. Yeah, it was super embarrassing. <laughs> and then his mom had to console me and tell me it's okay. And then my mom had to pick me up, and I had to like sleep in her room for a week. Rough stuff. Wow, it took me a long what time a to see that movie. Um, that was scary.
1: Interesting. The- yeah, cause I I can see that. Like I watched it, and I didn't. I obviously didn't think it was scary, but a little kid watching that.
0: It was traumatizing, Sydney. That's a lot. Traumatizing. A lot of blood. <laughs> I believe you. Child just stabbing her dad with a shovel. Yeah. Never forget it. It's um, rough. Turns out the movie's like over like 10 minutes after that too. Yeah, it's a short It's a short one. Yeah, and I feel like I could have finished it. I should have manned up and just finished it. Oh, well. <laughs> Anyways, um, the other movie, the big one, was not Child's Play 1, not 2, not 3. It was The Bride of Chucky that oh. really scared me. And it was and that was my first Chucky movie I think and that's why ever since then doll movies don't fly. I'm not a big fan of doll yeah. movies they're very scary to me. Um I'll go with like Megan because Megan is, you know, a, a queen and I like Megan. <laughs> but other than that, uh, Child's Play is tough for me. Dolls scare me a lot.
1: But do you like you like like the Chucky franchise though, right?
0: I do. I've re- I've revisited Child's Play 1 because it's child's play and I wanted to revisit it great movie I think it holds up really really well and I love where that franchise has gone I haven't seen all the movies yet but I love where, where the directions it's gone yeah but it's just scary like dolls are scary to me I don't know it is they scary yeah me.
1: I watched a few of those when I was little and they definitely scared me and I've only seen one or two in like my adult life mm-hmm. um I don't think I've seen either child's play movie so I want to get Ooh, to those that'll
0: yeah. be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of yeah. fun yeah um, any horror movies that have scared you as an adult or as a teenager?
1: Yes. Um, scariest horror, it, well, I guess when you're little, it's all super scary. But yeah, scariest movie experience I've had while I was like a conscious human was Evil Dead 2013.
0: Ooh, that's Easily, a good one. <laughs> Like
1: far and away, I think that's the scariest movie I've ever seen because- Really? Yeah, I was on vacation with my family. I'm in eighth grade, right? When this comes mm-hmm. out, so I saw it in theaters. There was like a movie theater where we were, which was oh my kind
0: god, of... you went to see it in theaters at eighth grade?
1: When I when we were like on vacation, <laughs> <laughs> and terrible. well, eighth grade, you, you don't think I was watching the It miniseries when I was six years old? You think my family yeah, gave a true. shit like <laughs> what I was witnessing? <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and I was excited because I, I, lo- at that point, like I loved horror, like I loved being scared. But I'm talking like loudest theater I've ever been in, did not know what the movie was about. Um, I felt like I was going to throw up. Like that's maybe the only <laughs> time that I, li- that movie is so gory. It's just nasty and mean. And part, and after we saw it, I was like, that was awesome. But oh my gosh, I was scared out of my mind.
0: <laughs> uh, I think the, the, perfect word to use is mean it is it is such a mean movie i can't wait for the evil dead rise now
1: yes i'm so excited because you know i love evil dead 2013 and yeah i'm ready for just some blood and guts
0: i mean was the death the only one
1: i had i also put hereditary um
0: same i put that down as well
1: okay because hereditary i want to revisit because i don't remember loving the end Oh, interesting. But I watched Hereditary in my, what was it, sophomore year college dorm room. And like Uh all my friends and I were like crowded around the TV. And the telephone pole scene happens. And we didn't know anything about the movie really. I remember just like my stomach (laughs) dropped and all these intrusive thoughts about like, what if that happened to my sister? Like, oh my gosh, it was terrible. I had like a whole existential crisis.
0: Wow. So wow, okay. that one got
1: me. That's kind of it, though, in terms of like genuine, like <laughs> terror, like yeah, visceral. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you have?
0: I have Hereditary Down. I saw that in the theaters because um, I think I, I saw like an article somewhere like saying like Hereditary, like Blumhouse. Was it Blumhouse? No, it was A24. Yeah. They did a good job with marketing the movie by I think they posted like a, uh, a BPM chart. And it was, like, showing, like, how people's BPMs were super high during the movie. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Let's watch it. (laughs) And, yeah. I think walking out, I was, like, looking over my shoulder a lot. Just, like, kind of watching my surroundings. But a very intense experience in the theater. Um, There's not been a lot of movies that scared me, like, when I got home. And I was, like, thinking about it and I was scared. There have been two. Paranormal Activity, the first one, when I first saw it in theaters... Yeah. uh that one got me pretty good
1: i'm wait i'm jealous you got to see that like because what year was the first one
0: um i'm gonna say 2011 let's find out um paranormal oops paranormal. yeah so i was
1: like because i did watch that when it came out i was like 12 or 13 watching that i guess yeah that i should have put in my in my kid
0: 2007 is actually 2007. oh wow it's earlier than i thought, Way that one than I thought.
1: are you gonna say blur witch project also
0: I am gonna say Blair Witch Project. Sorry, I spoiled it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've told the story a lot. I, I think Blair Witch Project is one of the greatest horror movies ever made, and I I saw it. I I like I would not go camping. I refused to go camping because of that movie.
1: <laughs> Were you like an avid camper before?
0: <laughs> I wasn't an avid camper, no. <laughs> but I never became one because of that movie, and I probably <laughs> well, would might have, have been. If- i know you'd be talking to outdoor joe instead of joe (laughs) i don't know hiking joe who knows but blair witch project was i watched it with some friends and like i pretended like it didn't bother me but i don't know if i slept that night it it truly truly hits a a nerve in my body that never had been struck before and you know being young when that movie came out in 1999, I was I was nine years old, and uh, I don't think you were alive yet, were you?
1: Um, I was born that year.
0: <laughs> wow, that year. So I was I was nine, which is like the prime time of my life, where my mom and dad rented it, and it was one of those movies they rented, and I couldn't be in the room while they watched it. But being like a rembunctious rambun- nine year old, I would like kind of sneak in to like look at the TV biggest fucking regret ever made in my life (laughs) like don't know what i was thinking awful choice and uh i'm pretty sure it was like one of those scenes where she's like crying and staring at the camera but i know i think that movie does such a good job with like translating panic and like the fear and the anxiety of getting lost combined with the supernatural aspect it's a it's quite a movie
1: yeah and that one was significant too right because it was like kind of the beginning of found footage horror and people like mm-hmm. legitimately thought that it was real
0: yes 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 and that was and that's where i was trying to go and i already forgot about it but thank you for reminding me <laughs> yeah the fact that like my parents thought it was real so i thought it was real like the way they marketed that movie i read a whole uh chapter in a book about this like they they intentionally marketed this movie to make it seem real they didn't let the actors in the movie do any interviews for like the first six to eight months of the movie's release.
1: They they knew what
0: they were doing. They committed to the bit and people fucking thought this happened. And I was one of those people. I was convinced like (laughs) these fucking people got killed in the woods by some fucking witch.
1: (laughs) We're just just sitting here doing nothing?
0: We're just doing nothing? (laughs) What are we doing? Luckily it was in Maryland and I was fucking in California but like (laughs) awful. I mean, great movie, but awful experience and just scary, scary. Yeah, nine years
1: old. That's a lot. I think I probably, I feel like our horror tastes are very similar. Like, and I probably watched Blair Witch Project when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. And that was when I officially watched it. Yeah. Yeah. My mom showed it to us. I don't get people who think that movie's bad. That movie's terrifying.
0: I mean, I respect everybody's opinion. Always will. Especially with horror. Horror is super subjective. But I a little bit, uh, I, I might roll my eyes a little bit if you don't like Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yellow flag. Not a red flag, but a yellow flag.
1: Yellow flag. It was a little yeah. revolutionary.
0: Uh, yeah, to say, to say the least. Parental activity, uh, again, the the house looked like my friend's house. So oh, it, that kind of like got to me. And it takes place in, in San Diego County, by the way, which is where I live now. Oh. So that one hit a little bit closer to home. <laughs> yeah, that literally. one's freaky too. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Uh, Favorite horror subgenre? This is the other beauty thing. Beauty thing? This is the other beautiful thing about horror <laughs> is that there's so many fucking subgenres. Do you have a yes, favorite? Yes,
1: I do. I know. It's a little overwhelming to pick. Um, I, I honestly think we probably have the same. But... You think so? I think body horror, definitely.
0: Love body horror.
1: Body horror.
0: What do you say to people who are like, are you demented? Why do you like body horror?
1: Because it's yeah, we're just a bunch of sickos. <laughs> what does it matter to you? <laughs> yeah, stop judging me. Um, but I think body when you when you think of body horror, I mean, you think of like Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, and his movies are so profound. I mean, it can be really powerfully uh, metaphorical. Yeah, in a yeah, way that can. in a way that other modes of horror can't um and yeah it's and it's also where you see probably the best displays of practical effects yeah, in terms true. of like really intimate uh practical effects which is something i know that we both are super into mm-hmm. so that was That's definitely fair. one for me do you want to go say one next
0: yeah so i put body horror as well i put found footage because i feel like found footage when done right is the scariest subgenre of horror I don't know if there's wow. a subgenre scarier. I, I, I will... Maybe that's... Is that a horror hot take? I don't know. I think that's a horror hot take. You should have saved that. My bad. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I truly believe that when you can get a really good found footage movie, there's not a single horror movie that can really make you feel as stressed, as anxious, as scared as like a really good found footage movie. Um, wow. Blair Witch is a good example. Have you seen Creep or Creep 2? No. I think Creep is a good example of... A movie that just you feel like you're on pins and needles the entire time, like you just can't breathe because you're holding your breath the entire time. Wow. Um, so yeah, I love found footage. Obviously, though, because it's the most affordable, the cheapest form of horror, <laughs> it can also be some of the worst horror movies really you've seen. bad because people know they can make a you know, $15,000 found footage movie, make a quick buck. And so sometimes they're a little bit cheap and exploitative, and that's unfortunate. But when done good, I love a good found footage.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I like found footage movies in general. Um but that also extends to all movies and that there are a lot of really bad found footage movies.
0: True, true, true.
1: But I agree. It's a really great tool for horror because it's the closest you can get to feeling like you're actually like living it. There are things that can exactly, kind of, yeah, like jump scares and like scare you like conceptually. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we just talked about the Blair Witch Project. Like, that's, I feel a- like I'm
0: lost in that forest. I hate yes, it. Oh,
1: exactly. It's
0: so frustrating to yeah. watch, but it's great. I
1: agree with that one.
0: Uh what's another one you have?
1: Um I was calling the monster movies, but then you rebranded it as Creature Features, which is a much cooler <laughs> much cooler title. So Creature Features.
0: I also put Creature Feature down. I wonder if there's a distinction between a monster movie and a creature feature. Because I've always been under the impression that a creature feature is like what's a good word to say this? Your real life animal that attacks and goes on a, on a, like a hunting okay. and killing spree. And a monster movie can be like a fictional or mythological animal. I, feel I like, don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's always the impression I got.
1: You no, know, you're getting at something because I feel like like Creature from the ba- Black Lagoon is like a creature feature, but maybe like, uh, like Godzilla is a monster movie.
0: True, true. But like, is there a difference between something like Anaconda and like Creature of the Black Lagoon?
1: Oh, I feel like the Anaconda, but Anaconda
0: gives me monster movie vibes. Okay, see I think they're they're probably interchangeable. I think so. I think you would say so. Like I I just love a good horror movie with a uh, an animal that is everyday or that is known to us because I think there's an elevated sense of fear when it's an animal you can encounter in real life. Uh Yes.
1: You run into I, I mean I'm not
0: running into anacondas very often, <laughs> but like I could see one at the zoo and I think of that movie and it scares me. Uh, same with like crocodiles and spiders. Spiders is a big one for me. I love a good spider movie. They're scary, but I love a good spider movie.
1: That's true. Oh, I should have said arachnophobia for movies that scared me as a kid. Oh,
0: that movie still scares the you. Movie- have you seen it yes. recently? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, it's a horror comedy, which I didn't really realize until watching it as an adult. Oh. But there are there are some scenes in that movie that really get you. It is yeah. a scary movie.
1: <laughs> Lifelong spider fears triggered everywhere.
0: Yeah still don't like spiders um anything else you don't i i
1: don't i guess
0: like maybe like
1: sci-fi horror mm. is that a thing what? talking alien yeah. the thing uh
0: alien thing the fly? event horizon's a big one okay the fly is a big one yeah fly's a big one
1: fly also you know body horror a lot of them you know it's a mishmash
0: yeah, most horror. I mean, that's for any genre, right? There's no like one genre movie. Yeah. The nice thing about horror is that all these subgenres. There can be multiple subgenres. So. Exactly. Sci-fi horror is a good one. I don't know how to how to define this. Like, I I'm thinking of like the Descent. I don't know what the Descent is. Is that a monster movie? Is that a creature feature? Oh, I've never seen that. Ooh, okay. The Descent. That's another one. I probably should put that on movies that scare me as an adult. The Descent is one. I I like. I won't watch again unless this podcast forces me to watch it. What is what is it about? Uh, It's about a bunch of spelunkers. Do you know what a spelunker is? Uh, yes. So a bunch of spelunkers who go into the caves of fucking, I don't know, some East Coast state. And they get stuck in those caves. They get lost in the caves. And then there happens to be these scary creatures there.
1: Okay. Um, so I like
0: th- that movie really capitalizes on not only the monsters, but the fucking cave, the fear of being stuck in a cave, the claustrophobia that comes with that. It's So is this, are we talking like,
1: uh yeah, what's similar to that?
0: I don't know what's, sim- what's similar to it. I think what I'm trying to get at is any movie that exploits a real life fear that I have, I love, but I hate. It's like, I'm I'm claustrophobic. I'm pretty claustrophobic. Like I, water slides are... Pushing it like I won't go on a closed water wow. slide. Too too scary. I don't even think about it. It makes me. But they're nervous. so fun. Yeah, but like, what if the water slide breaks?
1: What's, what does it matter if water? it's closed or not?
0: Because if it's like a, if it's like an open air tube, like where there's no ceiling, if the water slide falls on the ground or into the water, guess what? I can swim up. <laughs> but like, guess what? What? If, what if you're in a tube and the water slide falls into the water and submerges into the water? And then you try swimming out and you can't. I would I would get out. I would
1: be able to get out.
0: I wouldn't. I'm not a good swimmer. I'm, I'm also different. scared of the ocean. So. I'm
1: scared of the ocean too. <laughs> I get that from my father. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So you don't like feeling trapped and another one that comes to mind is devil.
0: Yeah, like suck an in an elevator. elevator? No, fuck that. Yeah, I I would That would be I would all right, I feel like we top.
1: we we feel what this genre is: <laughs> claustrophobia horror. <laughs>
0: the claustrophobia horror. I don't like those horror movies. That's at a good all. one. Uh, any least favorite subgenres? Genre sub, Any subgenres that you just don't really vibe with?
1: I don't really. I think we're both gonna say torture porn.
0: Yes, do not vibe with torture porn. But do like, not. does Saw is Saw torture porn? Um. <laughs> i was gonna
1: say no just because i like saw <laughs> but That's I my think issue it, too. i, I think like it saw literally well. is torture porn but come on it's the blueprint like every true, 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 saw true. did it first and then everyone just like copied it and there was no there was no reason also saw kind of has like a, a message
0: <laughs> don't jaywalk or jigsaw <laughs> <it'll get> you. <laughs> That's well you know a message is a message that's what I'll say about Jigsaw. His motivations start to dwindle over the movies. Like, in the <laughs> beginning, it's like, uh, you, you assaulted somebody. Guess what? Climb through this barbed wire naked. He's just petty. And then by, like, Saw 5, he's like, I saw you cheated on your driver's test. Now, you're glued to your seat, and you have to get out somehow <laughs> before you get crushed.
1: And if you speak at all, I'm going to shoot all of your family members <laughs> in
0: the head. Uh, in the end, he's yeah, just lazy. The, he's like, the he came- insur-
1: he's like you looked at me
0: funny (laughs) there's a there's one saw movie dedicated to like an insurance guy like denying life insurance to somebody and like I am not advocating for health insurance companies in America it's a broken system but like I'm pretty sure the guy was just doing his job and like he had to do (laughs) it and like he's just being murdered and watching everybody he knows gets murdered anyways
1: jigsaw it's the it's the system not the individual
0: I am excited for saw 10 (laughs)
1: What? When is that happening?
0: This year. This year. Oh, I November didn't or see. Uh,
1: what was it? Spiral?
0: Oh, I have seen it. I have seen it. Uh, it has some really good traps. Oh, look at me telling me I hate torture porn. Oh, I love the traps <laughs> from Spiral.
1: <laughs> Saw is the exception, okay?
0: Saw is the exception. Spiral has some good some good traps. The first trap is like brutal, but the story is like the most predictable and cliche story i've seen it's unfortunate because there's like there's already a mythos with saw that they could have you know expanded on and for some reason they yeah. don't
1: Interesting. still excited for saw 10 though me too uh
0: but yeah torture porn movies i'm referencing more like hostile i don't like hostile like those are like the that's like a franchise that just it's just torture to torture and to exploit that and make people grossed out and i'm not a big fan of that
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm
0: with you. Anything else you don't like or you don't vibe with?
1: I guess like uh, there's not a lot that I don't vibe with in like the general sense, but I will say that at least in modern horror, I think that most A24, like an A24 isn't, this is like a whole conversation. I know it's not like a genre, A24 movies, but you know, the A24 type horror films in like Mm -hmm. modern horror don't usually get me in a way that i'm like super passionate about them
0: do you have an example um
1: i guess just like the hereditary types like the like the witch i i like those movies but for some reason it's not a type of vibe that i'm like whoa like i loved that that was like right up my alley so i guess it's just something that i want to explore more of but so far they they never fall into like whoa that's like one of my favorite horror movies ever you know what i mean
0: I know exactly what you mean. And I think it's important to know that I also, besides the torture porn subgenre, most other subgenres I vibe with. Um the 824, the elevated horror, I guess some people call yeah, it as well. That's
1: true. Like something that falls into elevated horror in a way that's like maybe on the annoying side.
0: I understand that completely. And I think the whole discussion, like 824 is not a genre, it's a studio or a production company. Yes, we we know that, but I I think it would be willfully ignorant to not recognize that the A twenty four brand has shaped a type of movie. Yes, and there is a type of movie that has resulted with their their production, what they fund. Like there is a certain vibe to their films, and it's I definitely think it's affected uh, film in general and like the different types of movies we're seeing. The more know elevated horror whatever that means um, yeah
1: i was gonna say maybe folk horror is something i don't vibe with
0: oh okay i feel like i've only seen a couple folk horror to where yeah. i feel like i just i don't know if i can say i don't vibe with it just yet
1: that's true but yeah maybe something i haven't explored but the ones i the ones i have seen didn't in- inspire me to watch more
0: okay okay that's fair i this is not a hot take i don't maybe it is a hot take fuck i don't know the subgenre of horror comedies, I will say that there are some really good horror comedies, but I feel like there's more bad horror comedies. And that's why I tend to not vibe with them too much.
1: I'm I honestly might agree with you.
0: I don't know. I feel like the good ones are so good that it's easy to forget there's like ten other bad ones.
1: Yeah, there yeah, there are a lot of good ones, but I feel like I feel like horror comedy like horror comedy used to be like kinda like uh like the evil dead franchise like yeah. it was like a tone more than like then you get something like freaky which i thought like i think a lot of horror comedies are like okay like freaky was like okay yeah but it's, freaky is okay but it feels like the comedy is like sprinkled on top you know it's not like inherent to like the film itself or i yeah. don't know
0: no no i think you're correct i feel like evil dead evil dead 2 the comedy is less about like them making jokes And just kind of more about the tone, like you said. Yes. Where it feels like horror comedy now is predicated on like a funny script or like funny quippy jokes and one-liners. Yeah. And I prefer more of the tone to be funny or comedic rather than like to hear someone say something cheesy. I'm with you. That's how I feel. Yeah.
1: Okay. That was more than I thought we'd have for... Yeah. Not necessarily we think the genres are bad, but ones that we vibe less with.
0: Exactly. And I think the important thing about these genres I may don't vibe with is that I hope this series we explore more genres I'm not familiar with and maybe I do end up vibing with them. Yeah. That's one of the goals, I think. Uh, A franchise you love, I wrote down a bunch. I'm just going to list them off. Rapid Fire, you ready? I'm ready. Saw, we talked about already. Love Saw. Love Saw. The Conjuring Universe, big fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. Final Destination, huge Final Destination fan. Okay. Love them all. There are progressively maybe a little worse i don't know some people might disagree with that but i love the final destination series is that not torture fantastic. porn well it's torture <laughs> porn in the sense that it tortures you to watch it i don't know if there's a series out there that is more anxiety ridden than the final destination movies they're so skilled at making you watch a scene unfold and as you watch it you're like i know something bad's gonna happen but like every is it gonna be when she falls on the couch and then the lamp falls on her head and she's electrocuted? <laughs> or will it be when her neighbor walks in and the door handle twists causing something else to happen and the I don't know, the stove to blow up. Yeah, Fuck, I don't know. It's just a wild movie. And I love them.
1: Okay. I didn't know that about you. I, I yeah, haven't I've only seen a couple of them, but they're effective. Anytime I'm on the highway and I'm behind one of those log trucks.
0: Fuck that, like, I move. fuck that. I <laughs> <laughs> Think it's a universal thing. Every movie has a different intro. So the second one's the log truck. The first one's the plane. Third one is a roller coaster, which I love roller coasters. But do wow. I think about Final 3 when I go on a roller coaster every single time?
1: Interesting.
0: The fourth one is a um, NASCAR race, which goes oh, awry. Fortunately, I don't go to NASCAR races, so good there. And the fifth one is a bridge collapsing, which again, oh, not on no. many bridges. But the movies are effective and that's why I love them.
1: Okay. And they're gory. I like some good gore.
0: Yes, they are super gory and super fun. Uh
1: right. Scream.
0: I mean Scream. I have no hot takes on Scream, do you?
1: Um No, I can't say that's like a franchise I love.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's nice. And then I wrote Evil Dead.
1: Oh, of course.
0: So those are the fans um, or franchises I'm a fan of. What about you?
1: I also I had Evil Dead, uh, Conjuring, and Insidious, and Saw. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Insidious.
1: Are they? They're like this. Oh, are they different?
0: They're different universes in Conjuring. Okay. They just both Insidious. have Patrick Wilson. Insidious. <laughs> I know
1: it's the Patrick Wilson <laughs> horror universe. Um, okay. Saw. Um, and I put Hellraiser.
0: I've only seen the first two, so. Oh, well, I've, and the remake.
1: Yeah, I've seen... Uh, yeah, I guess I've only seen four of them.
0: And there's Aren't there like 12 of them?
1: Yeah. So what I've seen, I like a lot. I don't... I'm <laughs> okay. not a big... I'm, I don't think I'm a huge franchise person in general. Some of these, it's like, there's so many movies. Like, I don't have time for all this. Well,
0: you're going to have to make time. What if someone's yeah. like... I want to watch I want you to watch the Hellraiser franchise. You know, they're they're paying us money, Sydney. We well, have to watch it.
1: What the patrons say, I must do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh I forgot to mention Alien. I do like that franchise a lot.
1: Yes, that's a good one.
0: Anything else that I miss? Or um, did you want to mention?
1: I don't think so. No, that's all I had.
0: Any franchises you're not a fan of?
1: Um, no.
0: I had a hard time choosing this, to be honest. I wrote down the purge.
1: The Purge is, I agree with that.
0: I am not a fan of The Purge. I like the first one, and I've seen like two or three other ones. Just, I stopped caring after that.
1: They're just so, it's like they all blend together, The Purge movies.
0: They do all blend together. And, and it feels like they took a really cool idea and just like fucking made shit out of it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, The Purge is the only like franchise I don't vibe with because, like we mentioned earlier with the subgenres, there may be. A couple movies i haven't seen but like of the ones i have seen i I still like yeah um there's also the anaconda franchise i just realized there's like three (laughs) of those movies
1: that you you don't like the anaconda franchise
0: i I just realized that's a franchise there's anaconda one then there's anaconda blood orchids which came out like in the 2000s fancy title and i learned there's anaconda versus lake placid it's a straight to dvd movie though
1: I have seen. I think I've seen two. And I was like, I had like an Anaconda era when I was like, and like when I was like ten years old. So I don't know. Why I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know. Why I thought it was so cool. I was like, whoa, Anaconda giant snake. one
0: is, is good. It it holds up really well. Too, okay. From what I remember, at least.
1: Wow, I didn't know there were three. Fascinating.
0: I'm almost. There may be more. Who knows? With all the, like the straight to DVD movies. Gosh, do we do an episode on, like, straight-to-DVD horror movies? <laughs>
1: Just, like, trash horror. <laughs> Honestly, I, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing. It's, like, I feel like I've seen most of the ones that you need to see. You know? Like, I'm caught up. Now I want to go into the shit that no one's watching.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, the ones on see sci-fi channel. On. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, right, what's next? Your hottest horror take. Your, wait. Your hottest horror hot take? That's what I meant to say.
1: Huh. Um,
0: What's a a hot take that's going to lose us some followers?
1: Well, I know. Sometimes I say it takes and I'm like, that was a little too hot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't strike the right understandable too interesting balance.
0: (laughs) That's okay. As long as you're not spreading misinformation about uh, Zachary Levi, we'll be fine. Uh,
1: Way too late for that. (laughs) 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 Everyone go watch the Shazam episode, but actually don't. Um, Okay. Okay. I think... I guess a hot take that I have is that a lot of horror is getting, horror is way less subtle today on average that is like in a bad way.
0: Do you have an example?
1: I think like how we were talking about a lot of the A24 type, like with the kind of horror that that has kind of spurred, a lot of it is just really exhaustingly on the nose and okay. you don't really notice it in the moment, but then I watch like older horror films and I feel like they're just much less, they're just a little more eloquent in the way that they kind of like hide their themes um, and are a little less overt.
0: I mean, I think you just saying that A twenty four horror is not your jam is already a hot take in itself.
1: I guess I don't want to say like there are a lot that I like, but the, you know, I mean, I feel like everyone knows what I'm talking about. There's like a vibe.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think so for sure. But if, I feel like that vibe is so popular right now that it's almost kind of a hot take to say like it's not your favorite vibe.
1: Yeah, but Maybe. yeah, there are a lot. I'm of trying to I help
0: like. you out here. That's all.
1: Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Please. <laughs> People don't hate me.
0: <laughs> there are some that I enjoy. My hot takes. It Chapter 2, I think is really bad, like dreadfully bad. Wow. I have it rated really low on Letterboxd, probably too low. I really don't like it. I think it's it's a dreadful sequel, if I'm being completely honest. Um,
1: I don't remember a single thing about that movie, so I guess that speaks to something.
0: Yeah, I think so too. The other hot take that I remembered as you were speaking earlier, I've read The Shining book. I've seen The Shining movie. (gasps) I think The Shining movie is leagues better than the book. What? leagues
1: okay well i think the book
0: (laughs) (laughs) you still want to be my co-host i don't know i'm gonna have to rewatch the movie and we'll we'll have a discussion i like the book i just think that the book and it works as a book but i think the changes kubrick made were low-key maybe not even low-key high-key genius and if we were to got a more faithful adaptation of the book I feel like it would have been a pretty bad movie, if I'm well, being honest.
1: Well, we don't have to get into a whole conversation, but what do you think about the issue that Stephen King has with the movie that Jack is crazy when they get there?
0: So, wait, wait say, that, say that again? Like, Stephen King thinks what?
1: Stephen King doesn't like the way he handled it in the movie because it's supposed to be that Jack descends into madness, but in the Kubrick mm-hmm. film, it's kind of like he's already crazy when they get there.
0: Well, I don't know if I would agree that Kubrick portrays it that way I think that Jack is in the beginning of the Kubrick film anxious and I think he is you know worried about his career and maybe a little high strung but he doesn't come off like psycho or crazy Uh, and I feel like there is a descent in the movie I feel like there is a clear point where he begins to descend into legitimate psychopath I guess okay. the book does it better in a sense because you have more time, and there's just there's a lot more time spent with Jack that sets him up as a like this really big downfall from like a father into a psycho. Because in the book, he like breaks his son's arm or like sprains it. Doesn't he do something to his he arm? He breaks it. Yeah, and so in the movie, I don't believe you get any of that. Really? And so there is like there's no history with Jack and his son. You, there's no indication that Jack is a bad father. While in the book, it does a very good job setting up that he is a bad father. So his descent in the book is you could argue more logical and more predictable because he's already a bad person. Um in the movie though, there's no indication that Jack is a bad father until he gets there.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay. That's
0: my whole that's my whole spiel on that.
1: <laughs> I've heard it. I yeah, The Shining. Haven't seen it since I was younger. I barely remember a thing about it. I'm going to have my big I'm going to have my big moment of rewatching it and I'm we'll talk about it. We'll talk.
0: We're going to talk about it on this podcast for sure and I think I'll rewatch it too. I could be misremembering remem- some things too. Um I think the book is great and I think there are certain scenes in the book that just don't translate well to screen specifically like the big grass bush animals. There's a whole scene in the book about that.
1: It's not in the movie?
0: <laughs> not no, no, not in the movie. Sorry for spoiling it. It would be so stupid in the movie, especially the movie made in 1970. Or nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty, right? I think it's eighty uh, exactly. Something like that. I think it's eighty exactly. Yeah. Anyways. There are changes made from the book that I completely understand where Kubrick's going with. It's a it's a it's a detailed conversation. We'll have to have that later.
1: Yeah. I mean it's I, I, would, I would like to work Stephen King adaptations in at some point. I think it's so fascinating that people just cannot adapt him and There are, I think that John Carpenter has arguably done it in the in some of the best, like uh, uh, faithful, like like capturing the tone. But Kubrick, I mean, yeah, it's kind of proof that sometimes you need to make huge changes to even make it fit for a for a movie.
0: It's hard for anybody to adapt a King novel, so I think if you're going to adapt it, you might as well just fucking swing for the fences. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss it later on The Shining episode. All right. That is a hot take, though. Anything else from you? Any other hot takes so you can take some of the pressure off me?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, Would you consider Climax a horror movie? (sighs) Yes. I don't
0: know. Yes, I would. But it's like... I think it sucks. What? You think (laughs) Climax
1: sucks? Oh, my God. I think it's so bad. Really? I hate that movie.
0: Wow. I guess that's... A testament to the current state of horror movies that you're not in love with. Um, why,
1: yeah, I just thought it was so pretentious and pointless.
0: Wow, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like you're
1: asking me if I don't want to co host, you're gonna fire me.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, this is a safe space, we, we have different opinions on a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, your other hot take is that you don't like nope jordan peele's nope that's what? a big hot take
1: joe don't say that
0: it's what i'm speaking truths am i not
1: that was one of the hardest things i've ever had to do is like <laughs> come to terms you're 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 unearthing trauma right now <laughs> i hope you know that this podcast is a is a horror movie um,
0: <laughs> okay 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 i'm just pointing out i'm just trying to take the pressure off my shining comments just in case people are getting upset That's so
1: selfish i'm your it is selfish. i'm your guest
0: <laughs> you're not a guest you're a co-host this Anyways, is a public
1: episode
0: <laughs> this is a public episode um okay. okay climax i i see the argument for being pretentious completely okay maybe i'm a little pretentious for liking it i don't know i really do like it a lot though i know didn't honest. you
1: give it like four and a half stars
0: yeah i love climax
1: yeah. okay a good one well okay people if you want to uh, hear my my explanation for nope go to my letterbox
0: yeah and check out sydney's nope YouTube review. I'm sure you I have did one.
1: not make one. No, I was too scared.
0: You're too scared, to <laughs> coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even live your yeah, truth.
1: <laughs> I was cowering. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, this is a good segue to what are your thoughts on the current state of horror in the 2023 year?
1: Yeah, um, I I think uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on with horror. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I really like what's going on with horror right now. Like I thought last year was really good loved Terrifier 2. Um wow. I think that the most exciting thing about horror right now is how receptive and excited about it uh like a, like a larger part of the general audience has been. Um yeah. like you see things like Terrifier 2 and Skinamarink doing so well merely because of word of mouth. Um and I think we're in an era where there's kind of a lot of scary things happening. We're going through a lot as a society and people kind of find comfort in horror. And that's something I find fascinating about horror is kind of seeing how the the, the social struggles of the time inform the kind of horror movies we're getting. Um, wow. So there's been a lot of interesting stuff coming out. There's like a lot of really talented directors working right now. Um, I love James Wan i hope john carpenter comes back but he's i guess he's kind of a figure of the past
0: is that the rumor that he will
1: i think he i think he has plans to but he, right now he's kind of like i just like doing music um, that's
0: fair his music's fantastic he kicks ass at that
1: he does so we can only hope but yeah i i feel excited i think i think we're also kind of in like a general franchise era and there's a lot going on with like horror franchises which is interesting so yeah i think it's good right now what do you think
0: i agree that it's good and i think that for the reasons that you point out are really important that we are in an era right now where it does feel like you can take a little bit of a risk with your horror movies and it's going to be receptive if not positively at least it's going to interest a a greater portion of the general audience yeah you know, like he's mentioned Skinner and Merink, despite its reception between critics and, and general audiences, it got a lot of people excited. And I think that Skin and Merink is a really good indicator of where, and, and Terrifier 2, of where horror can go. You know, you can get a Terrifier 2 word of mouth, be really successful, or you can be Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, oh, word God. of mouth, and be successful, but, you know, a poorly made movie. But I think we're in this era right now where you can you can take a risk and try these new things because people are willing to at least give it a shot. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, Um, we are also in this maybe in this period of elevated horror that I don't know if that's good or bad. Is is Pearl elevated horror to you?
1: Oh, no, I don't know. Is elevated horror a real thing?
0: that's a that's a question is it well. all I don't know. horror
1: like people people act like elevated horror is a new thing like like horror of the past didn't have like themes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're right
1: um i don't really yeah is
0: pearl elevated horror i think what you said earlier is elevated horror even a thing yeah so i don't that's know if it actually a conversation exists is, i don't think so but how do you there is a difference between some of the horror movies like the The Witch and Hereditary, then, you know, horror of the past. I don't know how you like differentiate the two.
1: Well, I feel like you could be talking about like uh like how men, like the whole thing was a metaphor in and of itself. Yeah. Um maybe something like that. I mean you think horror? I mean you think of like the fly. Like if something like the fly came out today, that would be like elevated
0: horror so true so true um
1: so yeah it's, a an, good point. it's it's been an interesting trend i guess like i i that part of it i don't like it because it's like all horror should be elevated like all movies should be trying to say something and and to have a point so i don't know i don't really know if i even know what people mean when they say say elevated horror
0: i think the point you make about implying that the movies now are elevated horror is also implying that the movies of the past did not have themes or attempted to explore something complicated yeah. is pretty insulting uh, because that's obviously not the case but i think that the movies now maybe pretentious is the right word like you know, the climax you brought up like i don't know there does seem like men to me not as a gender or well, maybe as a gender as well um are is <laughs> like a pretentious movie like i don't i'm not a big fan of a24's men are you
1: uh, no, I didn't like it because it's just too overt.
0: It It is too overt. It's such like an obvious attempt at being metaphorical without just being a horror movie first with its, you know, its subtleties to it. Right. But like that seems to be a trend. Like those kinds of movies are kind of a trend right now. Do you agree with that or no?
1: Yeah, I do. It's hard to describe because it's like I don't want to treat filmmakers like a monolith, you know.
0: Yeah, but yeah. you can
1: look at decades and you can look at eras and see how, how a lot of films follow the same pattern. Um, and I think maybe people are trying to avoid uh, repeating films of the past. And so we've taken on this new way of approaching themes. And yeah, I just don't know if I vibe with a lot of it. I, I don't want to write off like the current horror trend. There have definitely just been... I think I think you're right like there are pretentious films that come up that maybe i just haven't liked the way they approach the themes but it's not all a24 films it's not all films labeled as elevated horror there's just a there's a trend
0: okay i i completely agree with that yeah i think in today's modern horror world i'm mostly positive about our future i think that as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of risk taking, a lot of experimental stuff going on, a lot of it working. The other side of that coin is that we're also in this era of remakes and sequels and legacy sequels right. where that that part is a little bit more worrisome to me. Not that I'm not you know, up for a Friday the 13th legacy sequel. I'm just like, I think most people feel this way, that we crave original stuff first. Uh, it's easy to bank on an established franchise and that's not always what i want to see i'm willing to see it but like if you ask me are you more excited for an original horror movie this year or for the exorcist remake that's coming out this year my god i'm gonna tell you the original horror movie because why do we need an exorcist remake or not even a remake i think it's a legacy sequel so oh, like yeah, I don't the original,
1: know. what, they have someone from the original cast returning. Maybe I'm thinking of some other one.
0: No, I think I think I saw a tweet saying someone, I don't know who, it could be Linda Blair, who played- I think it's the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's returning. So, like, I don't know, that part is worrisome in terms of the current state of modern horror. So, I don't know. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, I guess.
1: Yeah, lots of, uh... oh, not you, though, Evil Dead Rise.
0: Not you, Evil Dead Rise. I <laughs> like you. you, Evil Dead Rise. Well, <laughs> We're from excited the trailers. For you. <laughs> Dude,
1: well, like, I feel like they put so much in that trailer. You think so? I well, I guess that maybe there's a new one that I just saw, like in Dolby before John Wick. I was like, man, I feel like I just watched the entire movie.
0: Oh fuck. Well, I've avoided most of the trailers. I saw one of them. Yeah. I had some people say it looks like they show too much, but like they didn't because they're not allowed to but you know if if they show me a cheese grater I expect the movie to show me the cheese grater in action
1: yeah I just feel like they they show like all the major like a lot of major moments I mean I've been trying to I've been trying to avoid trailers in general find out yeah we will we will but also I feel like it's like it's an Evil Dead movie you kind of know where it's going it's mostly about like watching the fun stuff play out so hopefully (laughs) it won't really matter
0: I think that if you're going to do a legacy sequel, that you should go balls to the wall and do something outrageous. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Evil Dead Rise is, uh, well, I haven't seen it yet. I can't assume what it's going to be about. Well, we'll, we have plans to revisit that or visit Mm -hmm. it for the first time.
1: Yes. I'm excited.
0: Uh, Last two questions. Your desert island horror picks. If you had to pick, I said desert island. (laughs) (laughs) Desert island. Deserted island. (laughs) Um, uh, your deserted island horror picks pick three movies to be stuck on an island I with. get three are they? I know I was they?
1: mad at Joe before because three isn't enough but okay
0: I I was gonna do one and you were like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> let's do at least more than well, one look because that's fucked
1: up okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe one would be easier because just like whatever it's one
0: <laughs> yeah one and done move on
1: well because you can either pick like do I pick what I think are like the best horror movies of all time
0: no. You're on an island. You're by yourself. What are you going to watch the most that's going to make you the most happy so you're not going insane?
1: Here's what I'll say, uh, listeners, because, yeah, I think I'll do like, these are the three horror movies that I feel like represent me at this point in time, um, what I'm super into. It's going to be Malignant.
0: Wow. Gabriel is- is Uh, That's my hot take is that
1: uh, Malignant is a perfect movie. I should have said that.
0: Whoa, that is a hot take.
1: Yeah. Argue with the wall. Another one I'd bring maybe is Christine.
0: Ooh, good choice.
1: Wait, this is so hard. I know. It's like the more you talk about, the more other movies you think about. And you're like, oh, wait, but that one would be really good. Okay, I'll say Christine. John Carpenter's Christine because I want to pick a Carpenter movie. Fair. One of my favorite horror directors. And Christine is just... And also Stephen King because I love Stephen King. And that movie is just a ton of fun. It has like the 80s love vibes Christine. that I love. Um, And maybe... Uh, I want to say Army of Darkness, but part of me wants to bring, like, Psycho. Like, I want to just bring, like, the wow. horror movie, you know? The
0: horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Okay, fine. I'll do Psycho,
0: Christine, and Malignant. Good choices. I I had Christine on my list. Really? I did. I love Christine. Love, love Christine. Big oh, fan of Christine. you think I
1: could guess some of yours?
0: You probably could. I'm going to change Christine, though, but pretend Christine's on the list. What do you think the other two are?
1: I think you definitely have the fly.
0: I do. The fly is number yes. one. For sure. Got it. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if you'll guess the third one. Is it tremors? Wow. That is. Did impressive. I get it? That is <laughs> Yes. It is Tremors. That's impressive. Um I love Tremors. Love it. Love I love it.
1: your love for Tremors.
0: It's so awesome, man. That movie's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so awesome. I, Tremors is one of those movies that was like perfect for me as a teenager because it was scary but fun and just like a blast. They don't. It, Tremors is like, they don't make them like they used to make them type of movie.
1: <laughs> it is a ton of fun.
0: Every time I watch it, I'm like, wow, they could never do this again. Because it's also,
1: just, yeah, it's sharp as what? a tack. Yeah. It's like so funny.
0: I love Tremors. If I were to swap out Christine because you took Christine to the island and I can't have it anymore. <laughs>
1: There's only one copy of Christine oh. on this island. <laughs> There's only
0: one. I probably would choose uh, the movie Your Next. You oh, You're Next? really? Yeah,
1: that's Have a spicy it? choice. No,
0: I love Your Next. Huge fan of Your Next. It's, All right, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know if you if you had it spoiled already. But um, I'm a big fan of Your Next. Huge yeah, don't
1: it. spoil it. It's a home that that's an, an interesting sub, isn't it? Home invasion.
0: It is technically home invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's kind of a subgenre, I guess.
0: That is a subgenre. It's a fun subgenre when done right.
1: I like yeah. it. Yeah, isn't uh, that movie Hush?
0: Hush is home invasion. Home invasion. The Strangers is the biggest one that people know of.
1: I hear that one's good. I haven't seen that. Strangers one. Strangers
0: is good. We should do uh, our home invasion episode. It's gonna be fantastic. There's a okay. lot of good ones out Let's there. Let's do it. Amazing. So to repeat my picks, I had The Fly. I guess technically you're next because the Christine copy's gone. <laughs> and Tremors, so and the tremors, fly your Next and Tremors. Yeah, but
1: honorable mention to Christine. I, I love Christine. I interesting. Christine interesting.
0: Is Tremors a creature feature?
1: Um, I think it's both a creature feature and a horror comedy.
0: I think so too. I think so too. Yeah,
1: it'll it'll be in some discussion.
0: A hundred percent, well, for sure. <laughs> Last question of the episode, because this series uh, will feature a lots of different topics. What's the one you're looking forward to the most?
1: Um, okay, I definitely creature features. Same. That's been that's been the trend here. I think we're gonna have a great discussion about that. Um, Sam Raimi and John Carpenter, my boys. Whenever they come up, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we'll see if we if we end up doing like a directors episodes. I think Um, so.
0: You know, a good episode on Johnny Boy is probably a good idea. Yes.
1: And we're going to be talking about Evil Dead really soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephen King, in whatever form he takes. Excited to... And there are a lot of Stephen King adaptations I haven't seen. Um, There's
0: so many out there. There's so
1: many that I really want to get around to. Um, And body horror and practical effects is something that I find exciting.
0: Good choices. I wrote down creature features. Okay. I wrote down uh the classics. Yeah, you know, the universal monsters, the mummy, yeah, Frankenstein. I'm excited for those. Just feel like I'm missing out on like the foundation of monster movies, probably. Yes. I think the PG 13 horror category topic that we plan okay. on doing an episode on. I think PG thirteen horror is super interesting because It is. It's obviously a it's not really a genre but it's obviously a field of movies that are really limited in what they can do so when they're successful i think it's really interesting when they're successful because yeah. there is so much constraint on what they can and cannot do good so, point uh monsters creature feature and then basically a lot of the directors carpenter and Raimi, um i think cronenberg is going to be an interesting episode there's just so many movies we could talk about and dive into so yeah basically any of the like the the big horror guys the big
1: horror guys
0: all right um that is basically it anything else you want to add to uh to our house of horrors episode zero i don't think so
1: i'm just really freaking excited
0: oh i guess the last thing we should add is so this is a public episode if you're listening to this you didn't have to pay a dime
1: but you're welcome.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Duh. So if you listen to this, episode one of House of Horrors comes out April 5th. Very first one for patrons on Patreon. Woot, woot. We have chosen the topic. And that topic is horror at the Oscars, which is very fitting. The Oscars just ended a little very. bit less than a month and ago. And the Dead Meat Awards. The Dead Meat Awards are going on. And so we thought, what a great time to talk about the very few movies that were nominated for the Oscars obviously talk about some movies that may have, should have been nominated. Um, and then the following episode, the basically two weeks after that, will be on The Exorcist. So I'm very excited to revisit The Exorcist. I feel like I haven't seen it in a couple years. Uh, have you seen it?
1: I've seen it, but that's another one. I saw it when I was little. I've been meaning to get around to it. And so it's kind of going to be like the first time. Um Ooh. That's one that I've like revisited bits and pieces of it. Um, Got it. But now I get to look at it from also just like a filmmaking perspective. Yeah. So I'm excited. That one
0: is a uh, that one's not on TikTok where you can scroll and find scenes from it. <laughs> Sadly, they don't Bro, have the Bro, remember this going. moment
1: from the Exorcist?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler warning. Have you ever seen the comments on those movies? Someone always comments the wrong movie on purpose and it's always very funny.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so-
0: it's funny like remember <laughs> the titans someone will comment like oh this movie is called the longest yard
1: or something. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to the people asking which i is love ridiculous. kicking and screaming <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing so that is all the things you can uh, expect from this series a lot of horror categories and topics discussions on movies uh audience participation audience voting and the best thing about being a patreon besides supporting us which we greatly appreciate um is that you don't just get access to these episodes you get exclusive episodes of the mcu and exclusive episodes on a24 movies so it's not just this series you get a lot of access to a lot of different things that is my final pitch i believe oh the last thing i want to say regardless if you subscribe or not we here still appreciate you if you can't subscribe we understand um we still appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast regardless so that yeah. is uh, the important part of everything
1: we're both always here to talk horror talk about what we watch on letterboxd
0: yeah of course
1: it's all about the love for horror
0: that was the other thing i was going to tell you what we should do is pull out the funniest letterboxd review for the movie we talk about
1: oh that's ooh, that'd be interesting
0: there's some good ones some people are really funny out there yeah, right
1: yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: Same here. Same here. So everybody's listening. Again, thank you for all your support, whether you're a patron or not. We appreciate you. Next week, we have a ton of episodes coming out. uh, So we're glad to have you. And uh, other than that, Sydney, we'll talk soon. Everybody else, have a great evening, great day. Have a, I don't know where you're at. Just have a good day. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye, listeners.